Chut, chut. Welcome to Tuscan Radio. My name is Drew Gretsch. Uh, yeah, so we are here, guys. Sorry, we are a bit late on this one. Um, we are talking about Star Wars news and then the Book of Boba Fett season one, episode four, chapter four, The Gathering Storm, right? Yeah, that's the name. Yeah, because uh, that's Boba Fett getting wait. This is not a spoiler section, right? So, yeah, we, we're going to get into spoilers in the back half of the episode, as we typically do. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, but starting off, we've got some feedback. Let me just pull up this feedback here from the boss. The boss actually left really nice me- messages the, this morning because we, um, we we held this off to, like, what, Tuesday night now. So, yeah, um... Yeah, the, the, the boss judge just re- reached out, just, like, wanting to make sure that everything's okay, just, like, that we're not, like, done or anything. So, um, yeah, we are totally fine. It, it brings me to why, though, I haven't done the podcast until, like, the, 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 the night before five drops. Number one is it's just, like, Michael and I have both been super busy, and we haven't had a good time to connect and record. Second thing... Is I don't like to talk negatively about Star Wars. Uh, same here. While I liked this episode, uh, the first like half of this episode was really shaky. Honestly, I'm kind of on like it's. I would have enjoyed this at like the start of like everything. It's like. Great, we got... Oh, crap, so... It was just a lot of exposition that felt unnecessary for where we are in the show right now. I was really excited to see more of, like, the bounty hunters. Mm-hmm. And, like... Like, the second half of the episode, really liked. But, like, the yeah. first half of the episode, unnecessary. Yeah, uh, and we'll get into all that in the, uh, spoiler... In the spoiler section down at, at the end. When we are all gonna talk... When we're also gonna talk about, uh, theories for, um, Chapter 5 coming out tomorrow which <laughs> uh we'll we'll talk about that whole thing at, at the end there so all right uh the uh so the boss writes in uh saying uh when michael's not on, on the pod i feel like i'm a replacement host with the number of my feedback drew has to go through <laughs> yes yes you are uh i have feedback on your feedback from my feedback the Siege of Mandalore arc was some of the finest writing I've seen in Star Wars. Absolutely. I, I completely what agree with that one. Mandalore? Huh? What did we talk about the Siege of Mandalore? Uh, I talked about that last week, I think. Yeah, I, I, uh, I talked about it last week. Um, the boss continues saying, I I really li- 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 liked your opinion of going so far in the future that the Skywalker saga is part of the mythology in the Star Wars universe. Or go so far back like we're telling really, really original stories way before Skywalker loved that point true yeah it's they've just confined everything to the Skywalker saga and Star Wars is just so much bigger than that like looking at another huge mythological behemoth franchise in the Lord of the Rings and we know what they're doing what Amazon's doing with that show uh this year the uh the Rings of Power and it's going back thousands upon thousands of years before the events of the films. 
to tell a truly original story. I mean, it's all based on Tolkien's writings, but they're going to add in so much more. So yeah, something like that, I I I love to see from Star Wars. Uh, The boss continues... Sorry, what? Did you say something? Yeah, but the the High Republic is just two hundred years. That's true, but like, how far do we need to go to get away from the Skywalker saga? I mean, Anakin was like, just go before Phantom Menace, and you're out of the Skywalker saga. Yeah, um, I I mean, just like so far back that not like because you know like so the acolyte is my most anticipated show as you said yes it it's my my most in, anticip- anticipated show because it is in an era that we've never seen before on screen but that being said you know that this show is just setting up the whole saga yeah oh no i don't get that because i think it's setting up the set yeah, like the Sith has been on the back burner for all content in Star Wars forever. It's always been the Jedi. We've never gotten any look into the Sith besides the comics on the main screen. Yeah. So I think the act is probably going to be, hey, Sith are pretty sick and powerful too. Here they are, feral. I agree with that point, but it is also just like, I mean... Star Wars is just living off of, like, setting things up that we've all already seen. And that doesn't have to be a negative. Like, Clone Wars makes the prequel film so much better. Um, the Bad Batch and the, the Mandalorian right now are setting up Exegol and, and all that. That we're gonna, of course, well, that we've already seen in Rise of Skywalker. So, just do that or do something that is within that timeline of the Skywalker saga, but is so disconnected from everything. Like, um, you know that, uh, cause Zack Snyder had pitched a Star Wars movie, right? And I mean, uh, like this was back in the George days when, when George was, was still in charge of Lucasfilm, but that obviously went, went down like that was just taken completely off the schedule with the Disney buyout. And now he's repurposing that for Netflix. And I, I think like, what? I, hang, hang on. Is that a, a movie where we're going to see like, obviously like a ton of star Wars inspiration, but it, if that was in the star Wars universe, it probably would have been an all new cast that wouldn't have set up anything else. So this was a story that broke back in like June was, um, that Zack Snyder pitched a star Wars film back when George still owned the company. I wish I had my PC right now that it just serves itself. Yeah. Uh, look up Zack Snyder rebel moon because, and, and it's, 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 being repurposed as a completely original, not like completely original course, because like there are absolutely going to be elements of star Wars in this movie, but it's, it's, he, he's doing it, but it's for Netflix now. So yeah. Uh, I can't, believe, I can't believe we're getting Netflix content or Star Wars content on Netflix, just mainstream. 
Oh, I mean, okay. the only other Netflix content was like when season six was still a secret on Netflix. They didn't even release season six with like fives and stuff on CW because at that point, or, or Cartoon Network because at that point Disney had already bought yeah. uh, Star Wars. Like, you guys can't go on Cartoon Network anymore. You guys got to go on the Disney Channel. And I was like, no, you can't put Star Wars and Star Wars on the Disney Channel. It's a kid show or it's a, it's a little bit more graphic than what Disney Channel has. So like, okay, we'll just like put it on Netflix with all the rest of the Clone Wars. Is, is that what happened? Because I thought that they had just straight up canceled the show, but season six was done. So then Netflix swooped in and were like, hey, we'll do season six. Because that, that, that's what Netflix typically does with shows. Uh, that's what, I guess what I heard like earlier, I don't, I searched it up because like, why wasn't season six? And I'm like, oh, Netflix and like, I just kind of connected with that, so it's, like, probably me ad-libbing yeah. part of that, but, like, also, I think there's some credibility to it, because, like, Disney hasn't done anything gruesome besides Gravity Falls Reapageddon. Well, I mean, for a while. I, I think, you know, some of the Disney Plus shows have gone a little bit darker than I would have anticipated, like, Falcon and, and Winter Soldier had a bunch of dark themes, um, like, like rated PG thirteen and live action. Look, Disney, you, Disney live action at that point with uh, Kitty Play. You can, uh, Kitty Play. you can do a lot with a PG thirteen rating. Oh, Venom. Yeah, there's everything right now. Look, look. So, for example, Venom Lather be Carnage is PG thirteen. There is a scene in that movie. Where Carnage sticks his tongue down a guy's throat to like eat out his soul and liver and all that stuff. But there is no blood. There is no blood, and that's why it's PG 13. You can do a lot with a PG 13 rating. It's just people hear PG 13 and we think Disney Marvel and Disney Star Wars. So you can do. No, I, I, I think you disconnected from what I said there, uh, which is probably my bad because Mike and Yankee skills aren't the best. Uh, but I didn't have no problem with the PG-13 rating. It's just that Disney at that time, or the 2014, yeah. they hadn't done anything that, like, big. They hadn't had, you couldn't put fives, literally shooting a Jedi in the back, and then Mm-mm. surgery, and then every, but you couldn't, they didn't do anything that deep, unless I'm, like, completely mistaken in Disney War. Yeah, that that is true. That That is true. But, anyway, um, so, continuing now, um, the boss continues saying, uh, you're right at Tuscan Radio Pod. Length of the show is not the issue. Agreed. Still don't know Bubba's mission or what or what's his aim. We're three episodes in and I still don't know. Book of Boba Fett just seems makanky. Um I, I agree and I we're four episodes in now, and I think I finally know where the show is going. It's gonna be like a turf war, like like, give me some Reservoir Dogs in here. Yeah, look, I was saying last week, we're three episodes in, I still don't know what this show's about. That's the same thing that I said ab- about Hawkeye. Is like, I-, I know what, like, the basic premise, but I don't know why, h- how anything connects to anything else, because it was so convoluted. And then... I think that tweet you made, like... Anyone else remember that Kate Bishop never went into complete question? And I hate you a little bit for that. I know. No. A- am I wrong? Am I wrong? They they dropped that. They completely dropped that from the show. 
Um, and then though they they posted some uh, deleted scenes on online la- last week. Oh my god, those scenes were great. Those scenes were fantastic. There were two, there were two kingpin scenes. So clearly he was going to be introduced before the finale. So you know, it it would have been nice to know who the main villain was. And there was this great scene, uh, about a young Clint Barton. That was a great scene, and we'll we'll I talked at at nauseum uh, about that on um on another Marvel podcast on our uh, Daredevil season two episode. So yeah, but look, I I can say something about Book of Boba Fett that I couldn't say about Hawkeye, and that is I know what this show is about. I know what this show's about. So, uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, I guess the, I had a problem with, like, you never read the Hawkeye comics, did you? I, I read, I read the first three or four of that run, but that's not the problem. All right, yeah. Like, at the end, you'll get it more. Um, I think that's a disconnect between you and me right now of the show. Yeah, the, but the, the comics are the comics and the MCU is the MCU. So there's, that wouldn't, like just because something's done great in the comics, it does not mean that it translates well to the, the MCU. Uh, the boss says, "What's your MCU pod called?" Uh, I totally agree w- with your thoughts on hashtag Hawkeye too. Um, another Marvel podcast is what it is called. Uh, yeah, we're right now making our way through uh the story of Matt Murdock and Wilson Fisk on Netflix with, um, we've, we've covered the first two seasons of Daredevil. We're doing Defenders the, this week. And then the week after we're doing, um, the final season, uh, Daredevil season three, just cause, because of recent appearances and in certain things and appearances yet to come very soon. So I'm yeah. Be able to join you for it I'm like, I finished all of it. Huh? I've been downstairs building Lego, and I'm like, I need something to like keep me entertained for like some moments. So like, we have a TV, like a direct view of the Lego room. Yeah. And I've just been playing like it in the background. How how far are you in in, in the Daredevil? Finished Daredevil. You finished the whole show. Yeah. All right, I'm going through it with my dad right now. We're like, it's it's my second time wa- watching it. It's his first. He absolutely loves it. Uh, and <laughs> we. We're halfway through season three. We're halfway through season three. Um, all right, that is enough Marvel talk, though. Um, the, the, sorry, so this is the final one. The final one from the boss uh, says, haven't watched the up yet, but listening to your early morning pod. Why would you do that? The early morning episodes are full of spoilers. Do, I'm going to say this. Do not listen to the early morning episode five reaction before you watch the episode, because I I think we all have a pretty good sense. There's going to be something really big in this episode. Yeah. We'll, I, we'll I, talk. You know, are you waking up early tomorrow? Yeah. I'll join you. You're yeah. join me? All right. Uh, we'll, uh, I'm probably going to go for like 6am. 6am. I'm going to wake up at, I, I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m., watch the episode. Hopefully, it's a full hour, so you know, I'll, I'll be able to do a podcast at 7 a.m. So, 
Yeah. All right. Uh, so you, your pod thoughts makes me look forward to this evening one. I'll watch the episode. You liked it, which means it should be better than Eps 1 and 3. But here's the thing. Here's the thing on a first watch, on a first reaction. Like, this is the same with all of my um, out-of-the-theater reactions for the Marvel podcast. It's the same with with the early morning reactions for Book of Boba Fett and the Star Wars shows to come. Those will always be very positive. Because I don't have that much time, like I I've got like ten minutes or or so at the at the time, like really like go into the show. So I'm gonna h- highlight the things that I did like, while I'll save the stuff I disliked for the bigger podcast lay- later on that week. So the early morning shows are typically just so I can get some early thoughts out is really what it is. And because these podcasts that I'm doing them so late in the week, I want to get something out there immediately. So, uh, yeah, that's the thing. So like if, if there's like episode three last week, episode three last week, I, I was like, like first reaction was like, I love this episode. It was so good. It was awesome episode. Best one so far. I'm like, and, and then, on the later show, I'm like, what? what is going on with, with this series? I have no idea what's happening. It doesn't feel like Star Wars that much to me. So, that's just like a first reaction. This is the full review, though. This the, this is the full review. So, all right. That is it from the boss. That is it from the boss. Oh, I'm hearing voice. Huh? I just put his tweets. What? I just hear uh, him I'm, like, trying to find Lego pieces for a roof and your character while also talking to you. Oh. Let me tell you, I'm trying trying my darkness now, sir. Alright, um, so, yeah, now it is time, let's get into some news. There is a lot of news to talk about. You, I don't think you know any of this, though, so, this... Everything about the Lego Star Wars stuff. Oh, yeah, starting off... Uh, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga finally has a release date. April 5th. April 5th. We are, we are so close. We are like two, we're like a little bit more than two months away, but like February is the, the short month. So it's really like a good two months. Oh, excuse me. Uh, away from this game. You really just discounted all of February, didn't you? Well, I mean, it's, it's a shorter month. So there, you, you can add like three days on, you know, and and we're in late late January. The game comes out in early April. February shorter, so it it's essentially two months, right? Like, how, how many days is it? Uh, days. I'm really sick too. Days to April fifth. Oh. Uh yeah, we got like seventy days, so about a, two and a half months. Yeah, this. You guys know, if you've been a listener of this podcast for a while. You will know that it, it was two things that made me a Star Wars fan. Star Wars The Clone Wars and Lego Star Wars The, the Complete Saga at the time. And the fact that, <laughs> the fact that we got Clone Wars Season 9 c- coming out the, this year in the form of Bad Batch Season 2. I'm sorry, what? Oh, you, oh, you're Bad Batch oh, okay. Season 2 is Clone Wars Season 9. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> and then we got... 
the Skywalker saga co coming out. Not to mention, not to mention, I'm getting, like, No Way Home was awesome. It was one of my favorite movies of last year. But we are getting the equivalent of a Star Wars version of that this summer with Kenobi. With, like, Ewan and Hayden coming back. It, I'm not so, wrong that. I really hope, like, my fear is that they don't do well. Like, that'd be the worst thing for Star Wars, is that they don't do well. Yeah, especially with how long we've all waited for the show. Especially with how I, long we've all waited for it. Like, it, it's like uh, Lord of the Rings. Anything short of spectacular would be disappointing. It's like waiting for a really good burger. Like waiting for a burger is like two hours. Like, you know, like, what's this burger? And you come out, and it's like, it's really crap. You go to the restaurant for like that one burger. Like, this is a personal experience, so I'm probably drinking a little bit, but like, still. Star Wars is a restaurant. I gotta stay consistent with the food stuff. You gotta stay consistent with the food stuff. Alright. But yeah, so Lego Star Wars Character Saga coming out April 5th. Can't wait for that. But more, more from video games. Today, we got the announcement from EA, Respawn, and Lucasfilm Games. EA and Respawn have three new Star Wars games in development. Wait, Respawn Entertainment, the guys that made my favorite video game, Titanfall 2? You mean Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah, they're making three new Star Wars games. Respawn didn't make Fallen Order. Yeah, yeah, they did. No, this is <laughs> So the new games that we're getting from Respawn. Uh, so this is coming to us straight from StarWars.com. Uh, EA and Lucasfilm Games announced today that they will join forces once again for three new Star Wars titles. The next. They made the first one also. They they made the first one. Um, I mean, it it was distributed by EA, but the studio that made the game was Respawn. Yeah, Respawn game director. Uh, I thought it was always made by Motion. Uh, they might have helped helped out a bit, but yeah, the the majority of the game was done by Respawn Entertainment. So, the three games that are are coming from. EA, or, well, Respawn, are the next title in the Star Wars Jedi franchise. I really hope that this is continuing the story of Cal Kestis. And not like... It, well, they're not calling it Fallen Order 2. It, it, and what they, they specify here is the next title in the Star Wars Jedi franchise. I really think that they're going that this will continue the story of Cal Kestis and all those of those characters, but it could very well be set, you know, 10,000 years in the past about a different Jedi. That's very possible as long. Like, I really hope that like, it's not about another Padawan who survived the purge. That will be so disappointing. Like, different perspectives. Like, hey, Tally, you want to be up and be all buddy-buddy? But, but here's, here's the thing, and, you know, connecting it back to Marvel, like, 
almost everyone that we've met in phase four has survived the snap. Well, yeah, that's because that's all that's left. Yeah, but the point is, like, the more Jedi that we see survive Order 66, the less effective it is. And, like, like when you go back and, like, rewatch the movie, it's like, yeah, but, like, half of them survive. I like, uh, um, like, you, you think the horrors depicted the, oh, what? I was. You're any break in the background, just Lego. Don't worry. You're cutting like in and out a whole lot. All right, I'll go closer. I don't think that having people survive, like they had, like a thousand Jedi survived the purge that were off on planets, which is like a lesser known fact. But like, still, they took the Jedi purge is still gonna be like one of the greatest fears of all time. Or the Star Wars, it's the greatest, more like, like the greatest. I I agree, but it's it's like the more like how many survived the perch? We got o- Obi Wan, we got Yoda, we got Cal Kestis, we got um, we got Seer Junda, we got the seventh sister. Was it? Well, I mean, all the Inquisitors were were Padawans who survived. Uh, we've got. Well, we, we have Ahsoka Tana, we have Kanan Jarrus, we have uh, Luminara, we have... Who else was there? A whole lot more. I feel more. like we can't Like, you can't... I feel like that's just not right, because she was abused of bait for the She just kind of died, too. Yeah, alright, so here's... Alright, uh... Order 66. Known survivors. Known survivors. We have, alright, in canon... Um, known, no, known survivors, we have, okay, right, I don't know what half of these name, names are, we got, um, Kenobi, we have Terran Ma- Malikos, we have, uh, the librarian Jocasta New. we have L- Luminara, we have Yoda, we have Seer Junda, we have Kanan, we have Cal Kestis, we have Trilla, we have uh, former master Eth Koth, uh, the Grand Inquisitor. Um, I mentioned y- Yoda, right? Yoda. Um, Kurok and Follow. Who's this guy? Oh, this was a guy from the comics. Um, but yeah, and look, it, yeah, it's seven Jedi from the comics in the visual run that's right. It's it's just like the. I don't want to see, like, every single Jedi survive. It it takes away from, like, the, I guess, importance of, of Order 66, of Order 66, when, like, so many survived. Like, when the movie came out, it was just two. So, anyway, moving on, uh... We're also getting a first-person shooter game from Respawn and a strategy game. Ooh, what strategy game? We don't know. All we know is that it is a the next title in the Star Wars Jedi franchise, so Fallen Order 2, a strategy game and a first-person shooter. That's all we know about these games. So, 
that's five games in development uh, right now. Okay, no, no. That is, is an important di- distinction. Is also today, um, Battlefront 3 just not even in development. Oh, really? Uh, like, we're hearing reports from uh, GamesBeat. I'm not that big into games, guys. I don't know how reliable GamesBeat is, but... But, uh, they, but... Which, wait, which company did you say? Uh, what? Which company are you reading from this from? Uh, GamesBeat. GamesBeat. But, anyway, uh, yeah, it seems like Battlefront 3 is not being handed off to respawn. It looks like they've just completely scrapped the project. So... Uh, yeah, just like, I feel like that's just like the final nail in the coffin. So we now know of five video games in, in development, four of which I will be playing. Um, hashtag Blackout Star Wars Eclipse. So, yes, we, we have got those, those three, and then the game from Ubisoft. Yeah, there are a lot of reasons I'm not talking about Eclipse. Uh, I'm sure you know the whole controversy. Like, oh, that, uh, yeah, I do know the controversy, like the guys over at, what's the studio against? Uh, I don't even remember. Um, yeah, it's just like, they're all the isms. They're all the isms. Like, I, I just not, uh... I'm just not going to play the game. I mean, like, uh, look, the game is coming out in, like, 2024. So, uh, Quantic Dream. So, and look, look, Eclipse, from what we've seen, interests me the most. It in- Oh, no, and we also have the, uh, the KOTOR re- remake coming. Oh, my God, yes. Um, so... Uh, like, Eclipse interests me the most. It's just, I'm not going to play it. So, yeah. Ag- again, a lot can change in the next two or three years. So, um, we got some other news. Okay, so here's uh, something that's pretty cool. Mary Elizabeth Winstead has joined the cast of Ahsoka. Is that Sabine Brown? No, uh, who is playing Sabine? I, I don't think that we know just yet who's playing Sabine, or hell, if Sabine is even in the show. So, looking at IMDb here, um, we have Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano, uh, Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker, uh, Natasha Lou Bordizo, so she's playing Sabine Wren. Gotcha. She's playing Sabine. But then we also have uh, Ivana Sakno, who I think she's probably going to be playing a Mandalorian. She looks like a Mandalorian, just like from the way that her face is shaped. Um, Wait, Amanda, first name, Lorian, last name? No, uh, Ivana, I-V-A-N-N-A, and then Sakno. Uh-huh. Drew, I was making a crappy joke. Okay. 
I, I just know if you didn't hear it. All right. And then Mary Elizabeth Winstead has joined the cast of the series. She's best known for her role as the Huntress in the vastly underrated, underappreciated Birds of Prey movie. I really like that movie a, a, a whole lot. But do you know what's super... Do you know what's super interesting about Mary o Elizabeth Winstead? Well, clearly, because she married Kenobi. You are Mary's wife? Yeah. Wow. I've heard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. I'm not, but like, I'm jealous. <laughs> uh,. Everyone's jealous. Like, I think everyone wants to marry you in. So, yeah. Uh, like, she knows them. I'm jealous of that. That's about it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, she is joining the cast of Ahsoka. So, uh, Justice of Mandalore flashbacks, real quick. Possibly. Um, all right. So, last piece of news to talk about. I personally feel this one is the most important, but at the Disney, and this is, is not Star Wars news, it's just Lucasfilm news that I feel is really important and needs to be talked about. So, The Hollywood Reporter on, um, on Friday, I think, yeah, on, on Friday, it was announced, oh, well, so first, um, in December 2020, at the Disney Investor Day, when, like, eight new Star Wars shows were announced, right? Rogue Squadron was announced. Whole lot was announced. One of the other things that they revealed was they're focusing on a film that is not a, uh, that is not a part of the Star Wars franchise, Indiana Jones franchise, or Willow franchise. They were doing an adaptation of, of the novel, Children of Blood and Bone. And... Can't say it, brother. Huh? Can't say that, brother. I'm not either. But it was really interesting because they got Rick Famuyiwa to direct. He directed... um. Chapters 2 and 7 of Mandalorian Season 1. Uh, so he's a... I, I like ch Chapter 2. I like it. I loved uh, Chapter 7. The directing. I thought that was a great episode. Agreed. So... Yeah, he... Uh, anyway... They've lost the rights to make the movie. They've lost... Like, it, it seems like it, it's just taken way too long for development to get started. Okay, so we just recorded, like, five minutes of stuff that was, like, cut out. So, just... We can go through this real quick now. Um, Children of Blood and Bone has been shifted over to Paramount now. And what was interesting at the Disney Investor Day is that Kathleen Kennedy said that this story will fit right at home with other Lucasfilm projects. And what they're doing now is they're rethinking everything that they're doing and are only going to be focusing on Star Wars after Indiana Jones comes out and uh, the Willow series. 
And while I understand the financial appeal of that, I, I just think that Lucasfilm, they really need to have a game plan before they announce something. It's happened time and time again. I thought, I really thought that after the launch of Disney+, Plus. We were past the days of hearing about things and, oh, things are, are canceled. I thought that, that we were long past that. And we're not. Because Rogue Squadron's fallen through. Rangers has fallen through. Oh, for sure about Rogue Squadron, so let's not uh, get a ten of our thing. The, we just know that they're not in the best shape right now. Rogue so I just want to hold Rogue Squadron, we should be hearing we should be hearing casting because the movie's still slated to come out next year. Yeah, yeah it's it's slated for next year. So yeah, there, uh, it's just it's just disappointing if I'm being completely honest. So is my Lego like bothering the podcast? I can move it. No, it's it's not. It's just it's hard to, to hear you because I think you're like moving away and stuff. Oh, is this better now? Yeah, that's better. All right, All so right. that's it. I'm, I, I'm dis, I'm disappointed in, in Lucasfilm again. So, I, I'm really sad to to say that, but that is it for news, guys. That's it for news. Um. Let's talk about Book of Boba Fett. You ready to talk about Book of Boba Fett? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so we are going to be going into full spoilers for uh, Chapter 4 Book of Boba Fett. Obviously, we are going to be talking spoilers for the first episode as well. Yeah, because it's been out for a week now. I I think we can judge just say that and jump right in. All right, cool. cool. All right, so... Hasn't watched it yet and waiting for this podcast. Wait, what? I'm saying sorry to everyone that, like, waiting for the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, let, let's start off with the big thing, big theory. Over or under 50%, we're going to see Din Djarin, uh tomorrow morning. I'm under 50% there. Like, I don't even think we'll see him in the show, because right now he literally has the Darksaber, and unless it's like he's, like, in there for a second, he's going to steal the show. Mm-hmm. But I don't... All right, hot take, guys. Hot take time. As much, as much as I love... Tim Morrison and Ming-Na Wen in this series. As much as I love them in this show. I don't think that either of them have the, the gravitas to carry a, a series. And I love both of those actors so much. I I think that they both do really... Like, Ming-Na Wen in Star Wars and in, uh, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as Agent May is they is she does a great job as like a secondary lead. She does a great job as a secondary lead. I don't think it's their fault. 
it, as an actor, it's it's not their fault. It's not their fault. Like you know, if someone can carry a show, you know, if I someone think- can carry a show, and I personally just don't feel like. I love both of them. I cannot stress that enough. I love both of them so much. I love their characters. But again, I just think that the moment you shine a light on Boba Fett, the mystery just disappears and the character is just not as interesting. Because that, that's why the character of Boba Fett was every, was almost everyone's favorite. D- despite having four lines of dialogue was because there was so much mystery about him. So much mystery there. So, I-, I personally think that they need, well, maybe not need, but it would do this show a great service to have Din Djarin there, if just for one episode. Because look, they did that a whole lot in Mandalorian Season 2. whole lot of that Mandal Season 2. Hey, get Captain Rex. Huh? Get Captain Rex in the show. <laughs> you think Captain Rex? Uh, I, I'm still going to say Cobb Vanth, probably. I, I, I'm still holding on hope that we're going to see Cobb Vanth. I mean, it wouldn't be like the worst idea, because we both know that they're both on Tatooine, and Cobb Vanth looks down for a good time. <laughs> he he does look like like the type who's always down for a good time. <laughs> the Marshall Moss Pelgo. He needs some help killing some uh, little uh, druggy uh, crime lord people. Like, yeah. Did you come on over? I'll give you some like some money and some drinks. It's like, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, I'm gonna put it right at 50% for Din and showing up because because. Look, this is not like a leak. This is not a leak or anything. This is the show specifically setting up the... Like, look, even if it's not Din Djarin, we are going to see someone from The Mandalorian in this episode. Because they had the main theme... Because they had the main theme from the, the, the show at the end. Or Mandalorian? Yeah. Did you not hear that? Oh, yeah. Go uh, like I was like half passed out from volleyball practice. Alright. Well go go to like the last minute of the actual episode on Disney Plus. And just watch that. And we'll we'll pause the podcast while you do so. Um You know you could just I I, I if you just told me I'm fine. Alright, yeah. So uh, essentially it's like how how it goes is um is Boba's, you know, he's, he's all like, we need, uh, I've got a lot of credits. And Fennec's like, well, credits can buy muscle. And and we just hear, ba-bam, ba-bam, And it's like, that is the Mandalorian theme. Da, 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 da. We're not doing the song justice. We should probably stop. Um, so yeah, if if I had, because uh, look, Pedro Pascal has been off filming uh, HBO's 
Last of Us for the last good chunk of time. Yes? But, yeah, here's the thing, is you don't need Pedro Pascal to, to be there, because he wears... He's got the man. He's, he's got the mando suit. All you really need. Season three, I think that might change you. Season three, yes, but uh, Book of Boba Fett, may, maybe not. And that that is the one reason why I would say he, he's probably not going to be there. And yeah, I really don't know. I really don't know because if if we look at like how Mandalorian worked, especially in season two, is it's like all right. It's like every other episode is great for like the first half of the, of the season. Where it's like, all right, two steps forward the, this week. The next week, we're going to take one step back. And then two steps forward and then one step back. And then like it, it got into a rhythm and like episode five was like, all right, ah- Ahsoka. And then Boba Fett. And then we got that great episode with uh, with, with Bill Burr. And then we, we, we got the, uh, the finale. So... If it's like that, then I'd say we're probably not going to see Din until maybe end of chapter six. And they'll be there in the finale. I don't know. Because I don't want Han Solo in the series anymore. You don't want Han Solo? No. I, I don't want Han Solo. Because the thing about Luke Skywalker's appearance was because it was just the capstone of a spectacular Star Wars saga in the Mandalorian season two. True. If you guys love Book of Boba Fett, that's great. I don't hate the show. I've liked two episodes. I I like chapters two and four. Okay? So, that, I I don't hate the, the, the show, but I'm disappointed by it. I'm disappointed by this show. So, if, if Han Solo shows up, it's gonna be like that's the thing that's gonna be redeeming this whole series, is Han Solo's appearance. And I, I don't want that. Like this show should stand on its own. And like if it's great, then you can bring in Han Solo. But this show is not great. You know. That that's uh, how I feel. That's I, how still, I feel. I don't want to see Han Solo no matter what, because like Han has to be interested in what Boba's doing with Jabba's Empire. Because Han being still a smuggler at heart, like, well, gotta go over there. Yeah. And like an old college friend going like, Oh, my friend's uh, the owner of Tesla, dang. Yeah. And I all like if I'm thinking, like, I think the only reason why Han would get involved in this series Remember, there were so many, like, theories and rumors that, like, Kira's Crimson Dawn was behind everything. You know, you guys remember that the, those th- theories and things? But, like, I-, I think we're too far into this show to reveal Kira. Oh, oh no, oh no. We're gonna have to wait until the finale to know who our villain is. No. I think you'll get it tomorrow. You think that we're gonna know who, who the villain is tomorrow? All right, that's fine. Because, like, as long as it's not in the finale when we find out who's the main villain. Is that... Yeah, I don't, I it's don't not think working. they're dumb enough to do that. It's not working. It, it worked, like, twice with Marvel. It worked in WandaVision, and it worked in Loki. 
it was unnecessary in Falcon and in Winter Soldier, and it was due and it was that mystery box was to the detriment of the series in Hawkeye. So I don't want to see Star Wars do that. Like a mystery series, like the the Acolyte, fine. But don't do that for everything. Don't do that for everything. It's it, it's it's lazy. It's lazy. <sighs> okay. Uh, I still think we're gonna get. I still think it's Kira. I still think it's someone. Yeah. Yeah. And look, Amelia Clark clearly wants to do like she's not like one of those actors. Like I'll never do a, a Disney Plus series because like I mean, set photos uh, came out this week of her and Samuel L. Jackson on the set in Secret Invasion. So, she's clearly not object to doing a Disney Plus show. And I I think that she's also said that she would want to come back. So, and and I I think that Amelia Clark was one of the best parts of the solo movie. She she was one of the best parts of that movie. Yeah, an amazing job uh, showing love, trust, betrayal and heartbreak all in one and her face and like her body language and her, just the way she moved in Han Solo was great. Yeah, it, it was great. And another thing is she just recently reappeared in the comics. One thing that Marvel does is they'll introduce an, an idea in the comics when they're thinking about doing it in one of their movies. So like now it's like four or five years in advance Okay, it's like four or five, five years in advance. Just like see what the fan response is to the comics with the diehard fans there. Like super diehard. Like not diehard MCU, diehard Marvel. So yeah, there's um a, a lot there. there. There's a lot there. And that could have been something that, that, they did, that they did with Kira. So, I mean, we really don't know yet. We'll find out in the next three weeks or so. Two weeks. Two weeks. Because two weeks from tomorrow is the finale. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to be on a drought of Star Wars content until Kenobi, right? Yeah, like 12 weeks, I think. And we'll have Skywalker Saga. Well, Skywalker Saga. We'll have, we'll have Moon Knight. We'll have uh, the Batman. We'll have... Uh, well, no, well, Peacemaker will be, be, be done by then. Peacemaker's great. Peacemaker's great. Oh, I just watched episode four, and my mom was, like, laughing the whole time. It was, like, the first episode she watched, and she was just laughing. It, if, you know, I think for the first time ever, if someone were to ask me, what show should I watch right now? And this is an answer I've had to say, and I'll be like, you know, for the first time ever, I would pick a DC show. And not just that. I'd pick a DC show over a Star Wars show. And and tell you, like, if you are only going to watch one show right now, pick Peacemaker. If it's two shows, then, then like, wait for Boba Fett to be out and then binge the whole thing. <laughs> because I, I think this is going to be a, a show that's better when you binge it and you don't have to wait and it's a lot slower. So... Uh, yeah, but let's get into some positives, because I hate talking negatively about Star Wars. Let's talk about some positives. Yes. Here's one claim about the show that I didn't, I, I, I don't agree with. Is people are like, this show's bad because it made Boba Fett soft. 
did did you see did you see when he like just targeted all of like the the whole biker gang that that's yeah, not yeah. that's not soft that's not soft yeah, it's one problem I do have though, and I'm sorry to go back to the negatives, but this is a, a big, this is a, my biggest problem with the show so far. What? Is Boba Fett's just not that smart in this show? He's I, just. What? A new environment. New environment, I, I guess, but it's. Like, there was a there was a five minute scene. There was a five minute scene where he was chasing a droid. Which that droid loved yeah, the, the, the clone attack yeah, around stupid. a kitchen. I'm like, what? What is this? What is this? And it's like, no. no. So uh, I, I I didn't like that scene. I, I that, 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 that was a drawing. That was the same drawing during like the Naboo crisis in Clone Wars. Yeah, with like a bomb and stuff. I remember that one. It's just that. Uh, you know, the natural comics that drawing would be frustrating. Oh my god, that that was. It's it's like like the. I don't know, cause like I. I don't want to talk negatively about, you know, Ryan Johnson or J.J. Abrams, but, like, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that. They have more respect for Star Wars than than to do a scene like that. It was a stupid scene. It, yeah. But let's get into positives. Remember? Because, like, they need to make this up on her and take what they do. What? You are, like, cutting in and out like crazy, dude. Sorry. I think it was, they need some filler in there, and yes, because I think they also know that they need to provide more on the minutes of the time themselves. Because they've been, yes. they know that they're lacking a little bit, and they know fans want longer. But, yeah. I think it's just, yeah. Longer does not equal better. That is on multiple games. Longer has never equaled better. I mean, in in terms of entertainment, but <laughs> um, like someone asked me, what's the perfect? Like someone someone asked me, what's the perfect length for a movie? There, there's not one. Like people are like, why is the Batman three hours long? Like because it's gonna take three hours to tell, them. and like because it's gonna take three hours to tell that story, you know. And and people are like Venom two should have been three hours long. No, no, it shouldn't have. No, it shouldn't have. Venom two was perfectly fine at ninety minutes. I don't think I'm willing to watch Venom two for three hours. No one wants to watch Venom two for three hours. It's Venom two. Venom, the Venom series is fun. Carnage. They're fun. Like it's fun, raw carnage that you can see with a character that's now unique so far as a good guy. Yeah. Or mostly kind of. Yeah. So, 
the, the, that's a that's the whole thing with with like the run times is like would I prefer a longer episode? Yes. What am I fine with like the thirty five minute things? Yeah, it's it's fine. Like if, if that's the length of the episode that it needs to be like as as and here's the thing with with this show. Especially in, in episodes one and three, is I wanted them to be longer because I wanted anything interesting to happen. You know? Just nothing interesting that, happened that, in either of those episodes. That is, you're, you're right, you're right. You're so, right. yeah. Alright, back to positives. One thing I did like, and, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, because we're at, like, an hour now, um, is I really liked how, like, one thing I always love is when we see things that happen in a show at the same time as something else that we've already seen. And, like, we got another perspective on the events of Chapter 5, The Gunslinger, from The Mandalorian Season 1. And it's like, that is, that is super cool. And by the way, the best scene in this episode was when, um, it was just Boba and Fennec talking. Oh, he's like, you get to like the balance? He's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like when, um, when, oh, oh, but, oh my God, the, the scene in like the tattoo parlor. Oh, no. No. What? The cyberpunk scene. I didn't like that. It, it doesn't feel like Star Wars. Like, oh, yeah. All right. yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not the kind of person to be like, I don't like this. It doesn't feel like Star Wars when it's like something, when it's like some new force power or something. But when you see something that is the complete opposite of everything that Star Wars on screen least has been up to a certain extent with a few exceptions. But like, even like Dex's diner never went that far. Yeah, sure. Even Dex's diner didn't go that far in terms of like the 50 style stuff, which I, I think that the whole like design of the Moss Espa Vespas is pretty cool. I just don't like the how they're all rainbow colors. It's like, no. It's not what Star Wars speeders are. So, I, I, I like... Yeah, it, and also the whole thing with, with the Vespas. Like, the, the, the Vespa gang. I, I don't like that much. So, yeah, but... That whole scene where after Fennec is re- is repaired, I guess, when she get when she becomes a cyborg, I thought that the whole scene after that, where they're just talking, I thought was great. That was great. That's some good old dialogue. So yeah, guys, uh if if Boba Fett if this show can get me if if I can say that the next if the next episode it, if one of the next two episodes is good, and you know six will be because six is written and directed by Dave Filoni, 
And if this show can stick the landing in, in the finale, which bit shaky on, but if this show can have one more good episode and stick that finale, I'm going to say this was a good show. If this show can get, because like the, the thing is the next two episodes can be great. Five and six can be great. And then the finale can come out and it can suck. And I'm like, I, I didn't like the show. That's what happened to me with, with, with Hawkeye. Is I thought the, the finale of Hawkeye sucked. Yeah. I, I really did. I, I really don't like that, that episode. But that is, but we are at like over an hour now. It's too much. I've talked at nauseum about my my feelings on, on the Hawkeye series. Again, I know. I'm in the vast minority that did not like that show. I'm in the vast minority there. I know that you love that show. And I think that's great. I I really wish that I could have loved it. I really do. Um, And and that's the same thing that I apply to Star Wars. Is like, I'm just here to tell you guys my opinions. It's just my opinions. Yeah, of course. So... I I really hate I really hate saying this doesn't feel like Star Wars because that because that's what all the grumpy fans say that's what they all say is this doesn't feel like Star Wars I hate saying that but if I truly feel that it doesn't feel like Star Wars I'm gonna tell you guys it doesn't feel like Star Wars so yeah oh one last thing that I thought was great was uh, Black Kersatan, like, attacking the Wookiee. I thought it was great. That, that was great. Funny. That was I awesome. liked that. I thought it was more funny than it was, like, great. It's like, I forgot about that until after, until, like, two, three days ago. Like, I, I forgot about that whole rivalry be, be, be between, like, the Wookiees and the Trandoshans. That's a pissed off Wookiee. I totally forgot about that. It's like, oh my god, like, that is so cool. That is so cool. So, all right, do you have anything else on this episode? Uh, honestly, so, they're calling it the fire spray now. It's this fire yep. spray gunship. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, Star Wars, change the name as much as you want. It's a name, name change uh, all the time in the day and age. Times are changing. Star Wars is going to change with it. Anyone has a problem with it? I know I said earlier, I'm going to be a hypocrite on myself. Like, it's going to be the slave one to all of us. I remember myself saying that. It's fine. It's a name. And you can stop calling it Slave One. Here's you started. Sorry. You can go. change names. Sports team. You can change names of a Star Wars kind of And here's the other thing. Here's the thing. Is he didn't say that's my my ship, the fire spray. He said it's a fire spray ship, or something like that. So. That's true. It, that. Uh, it, it's debatable there. It's it's debatable there. Again, I'm going to say that it's not fully 100% canonically the fire spray until, like, another character references it as the fire spray and not the slave one. I'm pretty sure Fang's going to be like, get to the fire spray! If, if that is the case, if that is the case, then I will say it is not the fire strike. Although it's going to take so long to get used to that because I've been calling it the slave one for years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a good friend of mine, they changed their name and I had to catch on like in a month because I respected their feelings. 
Yeah. So I, while the ship is in the ceiling, I do respect that the decision to change it and how it's like not uh, it doesn't fit in our society now. Yeah. All right, that is it, guys. Right? I, I think that's it. I don't, I don't have nah, anything else to say. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll be back tomorrow morning with uh, Boba Fett Chapter 5 Instant Take. Hopefully, we can get our schedules all worked out so we can record uh, the full podcast sooner. Probably on like Saturday or Sunday. Yep. So, guys, send in some feedback on Twitter at Tuscan Radio Pod. Thank you so, so much for listening. My name is Drew Gretsch. And I'm Mike Badger. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> it's, it's a pleasure to, ha- to have you here, Michael. Uh, uh, may the force be with you always. I have spoken. <laughs>